Hi there, everyone. This is Brayden and Tally today with the voice of my beloved podcast. This is uh, the first time I've been in the podcast studio for a while. Tally's yeah. back. Tally's back, yeah. This used to be our fun date every week back in the day. And uh, yeah, it's good. It's good to be back. Having fun. We're going to be uh, talking about a fun topic today. You want to introduce the topic? Yes. So Jewish tradition in the New Testament and yeah. just the Jewishness of the New Testament, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, uh, it's a quite a topic. I would say it's one that's pretty, um, that I think a lot of believers in Messiah are kind of ignorant to uh, just the Jewishness of Jesus, right? And because uh, we kind of, we came to faith through Jesus and Christianity, most of us, I would say, massive percentage. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, the church hasn't really been um, known for presenting Jesus in a Jewish way. And so I think that, uh, I think it's something that we really have to get connected to. It's a, uh, it's a important part of our faith that, um, you know, the, the Jewish people um, are, are God's chosen people and the story of the Bible, you know, it's not like when Jesus came, it was all a fresh slate. Everything was forgotten. Um, there he came in complete fulfillment of everything that was spoken to the people of Israel, to, uh, the Jewish people it said salvation will be coming out of Zion. And so, um, so I think this is important. We can see today that um, God's really using this to test the hearts of, I believe, Christianity today, um, because I think that He He wants us to understand this full story. And I think it's just this is this is a big, big deal. Um, and yeah, so I'm excited. Yeah, and I think just for all of our listeners out there, you might be asking yourself, what is the connection with love and purity? And for me. I would say that it's trying to build communities, families, and marriages around things that that are good. You know, mm -hmm. thing, things things that foundations. are yeah that are good foundations. This and, is foundational stuff. Yes, and we're so talking we're gonna about be, Torah, Moses, and yes, the, you know, the Jewish people, their whole story. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we're going to be looking at some verses that uh, I know in, in my early journey of you know trying to hash out what is the right way to live. You know, how do we approach different traditions, different things. And and so this presentation to me of just how Jewish the New Testament is mm -hmm. really spoke to me. And so I wanted to just share with you some of these scriptures. I, I encourage you to be a Berean. You know, the Bereans were ones who looked at the scriptures, tested it. So I encourage you to do that. But uh, yes, I think it's important for building strong communities. What I've observed is that some people in their attempt to live out the word of God, Mm -hmm. They have taken kind of an extreme view of, you know, I'm an island to myself. I'm going to read the Bible and do what I think it says. Mm -hmm. And when you go, take that route of kind of separating from the historical application of the Bible, then you end up, you know, that, that idea of, you know, I'm going to interpret the Bible as an island to myself. You end up becoming an island to yourself. Mm -hmm. And and we've seen this a lot over the years. I've been doing, you know, these type of things, let's say, you know, Shabbat, the festivals, all these type of things for about 25 years. And I've just seen a lot of different trends. And there's 
some trends that are not so good and that it isolates people from fellowship. It mm-hmm. isolates people from the body. And so one of the reasons I feel compelled to share this message is because I want to see people flourish. I want to see people connected to the body and to have really a right perspective of the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And so getting into it, here's 2 Timothy 3.8. This is a passage, you know, Paul, he's speaking to Timothy as a young pastor. And he says, just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so also these teachers opposed the truth. Paul is addressing these false teachers. Janus and Jambres, they were opposing Moses in Egypt. We, we see from extra biblical writings that these characters, Janus and Jambres, in the Babylonian Talmud, they're called Johanna and Mamre, uh, but they're understood to be the same two people. But there's other other historical records that talk about these two people. And the interesting thing about this is Paul is citing them here in Timothy as his real historical people. And so some people in the, let's say, the extreme solo scriptura, you know, like Bible only camp will look at that and go, well, that's not in the Bible. So, you know, how can, but Paul, he's citing them as if it's, they're valid people. So that's one example of just realizing, okay, there's some Jewish tradition that Paul recognizes here in second Timothy. Let's look at another thing, uh, giving thanks before meals. Uh, so in the Torah, we have Deuteronomy eight ten, when you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord, your God for the good land, which he has given you. So here the Torah command is to remember God when you're satisfied, you've got all, you know, all this good stuff to bless him after you've eaten. Now the Christian tradition and even the Jewish tradition, because the Christian tradition came from the Jewish tradition to give thanks before meals, because that's what Yeshua modeled. And so Yeshua, we see Matthew 15, 36, and he took the seven loaves and the fish and gave thanks, broke them and gave them to his disciples and the disciples gave to the multitude. So here we see Yeshua following a Jewish tradition of his day. We also see it in Matthew 26, 27. He's with his disciples, right? We've got the bread and the wine. So then he says with the cup, then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink from it, all of you, following a Jewish tradition mm-hmm. of giving thanks before partaking of the food or the drink. Yeah, which is, I must say, is an awesome tradition because uh, it's such a neat thing with the Jewish people they literally won't put anything in their mouth before they bless God for it. And uh, it's just such a culture of gratitude um, that's in uh, within the Jewish culture. And it's, it's just, it's a beautiful tradition, you know, that, that has really been passed down. Now, Christianity, like you said, has, you know, we do the blessings before the meals. Um, but this is, you know, they take it to a different level. They, yeah, they <laughs> definitely have a different level. They thank God before they read the Bible. <laughs> they thank God before they, I mean, it's just, it's incredible. It's a just a culture of blessing God and, and thanking him for his gifts towards us. It reminds me of the proverb, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Yeah. You know, there's like this continual acknowledgement. Oh, and, yeah. and that's really the culture that we see the disciples in Yeshua, that they're, I think, understanding that that's the culture that they're speaking from or that mm-hmm. they're they're in of giving thanks to God mm-hmm. for, for what they have. Mm-hmm. And so it's just important to realize that, you know, cause some people, like I said, in the solo scriptura side, they'd be like, well, you know, where does it say to give thanks before you eat your food? Yeah, don't you do know? it. <laughs> <laughs> the Bible only says to give thanks after you've eaten. Uh, but no, there's good traditions. And, and as I'm going to get into a little more, there are some bad traditions. Uh, so let, let's look at uh, what Yeshua addresses. Cause in the gospels, he's addressing some bad traditions as well. So it says here, Matthew 15, three, 
He answered and said to them, Why do you also transgress the commandment of God because of your tradition? And let's look at Mark 7, 9. I think it's along the same storyline here. But let's look at this this tradition that's causing these people to transgress the commandment of God. Mark 7, 9, he said to them, All too well you reject the commandment of God that you may keep your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. But you say, if a man says to his father or mother, whatever profit you might have received from me is korban, which is the Hebrew word for sacrifice, then you no longer let him do anything for his father or his mother, making the word of God of no effect through your tradition, which you have handed down, and many such things you do. So breaking this down a little bit, the tradition that was done, from what I've read historically, is people would take a offering. They'd say they'd take maybe all their wealth and just donate it to the temple as a sacrifice, as korban, sacrifice. It, in the translation, it even has in parentheses there a, that is a gift to God. They say, basically, you know, I've got my elderly parents here, but I'm just going to give all my wealth to the temple. And that'll count. Yeah, and, and then, then it's not really mine anymore. So it kind of lets me off the hook of having to take care of my parents. Yeah, which might have been encouraged from the leader's the in greedy. the corrupt in the yeah. corrupt system that was in place at that time. Yeah, yeah. there was greediness going on. Greediness for sure. Yeah. And so here Yeshua is saying that's a bad tradition to just give all your wealth to these priests and not take care of your parents because the scripture plainly says that you're supposed to honor your father and mother. Mm-hmm. So Yeshua is coming against this bad tradition. Mm-hmm. Now, kind of going back on the other side here, we've got a few passages from Paul. With 2 Thessalonians 2.15, he says, Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which were taught, which you were taught, whether by word or our epistle. So evidently, Paul had some traditions that he passed on to people. Yeah. And yeah, so was, not all traditions are bad. Yeah, I was just thinking of the Jeremiah scripture about looking towards the, the ancient paths and walking in them. These are... right ancient paths um, that were passed down through, you know, the righteous descendants. <laughs> um, and, you know, those things we need to, we need to hold on to. We need to search for them and do them and walk in them. There, uh, you know, a lot of times when we've talked about uh, betrothal, um, we've talked about, you know, this, this isn't a command, you know, as far as, you know, how to do it and, you know, that it has to be a betrothal, you know, situation. Uh, but it's an ancient path. It's a tradition. And it's one, a tradition that, that Yeshua based his whole, <laughs> the whole story on this, uh, this tradition. So even though it's not, you know, it's not commanded, um, obviously this is an important piece um, to, to what the father decided as far as you know, this is how Yeshua came and he's coming again. And it all relates to this tradition, this old path. Right. And we see that God does that in a lot of different places in the scripture. He uses the symbolism or the traditions of the people mm-hmm. to illustrate a bigger picture. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, we would be missing out if we just say, you know, all tradition is evil, you know, <laughs> because we see, as Tally's saying, that there's a lot of traditions that actually undergird and support the whole story. Yeah. And I just want to say too, like, um, you have a culture, like everyone has a culture. They have traditions. They have their 
life, their life and how they live or whatever. So there's, there's no one out there that has no traditions, <laughs> you right. know, even if it's a tradition of, you know, doing something totally different, every <laughs> whatever, you know, it's like, there's, there's a tradition, there's a culture that everyone is part of. And I think it's important to understand what culture that we are signing up for. Uh, because where there is a vacuum of culture, we sign up for the culture that is around us. And that culture is going down the tubes <laughs> rapidly as we speak. And so, um, you know, it's, it's a... It's a, such an important thing for us to recognize what culture am I aligning myself right now to? Is this a culture um, of, you know, that, that the, the, our forefathers, our, our, our uh, forefathers of the faith, is it the culture that they walked in, that they wanted, you know, godly, their godly seed to walk in. And I think it's something that should really, uh, something that we should really think about and consider, um, as we, as we live our lives. Yes. That's yeah. Super important. Looking at another passage, Acts twenty eight seventeen, and it came to pass after three days that Paul called the leaders of the Jews together. So when they had come together, he said to them, men and brethren, though I have done nothing against our people or the customs of our fathers, Yet I was delivered as a prisoner from Jerusalem into the hands of the Romans. So here Paul, he's defending himself. He says, I didn't, I've not done any, I've done nothing against the traditions or the customs of our fathers. So here again, Paul, he's, he, he seems to have some respect for mm -hmm. the way that the Jewish people are walking out the Torah. And like I said, it's not that we're saying that everything that they do, and, 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 and don't get me wrong, you know, Tally and I, we're not people that are encouraging people to go study the Talmud or the extra biblical writings. Now, can you learn a lot of the historical context of the new Testament? Yes. Mm -hmm. Is there, are there some rabbit trails that you can go down that will lead you to, you know, some not so good places? Yes. There's that too. So God forbid you read them more than you read the Bible, right? <laughs> Get to know the Bible first, right. be grounded in the Bible and then you can check those things out. But yeah, yeah. there's some fascinating things just to realize Mm -hmm. You know, some of the concepts even behind the New Testament that are related in some mm -hmm. of the, you know, these, these extra biblical works, it helps just to get a perspective on some of those things. But like I said, we're not encouraging. I don't study the Talmud. I, but I, what I'm trying to do is help our listeners understand that there is a historical context of the New Testament. That it, was, it was written, it was lived out during a time when a lot of these Jewish traditions were happening. Mm -hmm. For example, Acts 12. Acts 1.12, then... Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. Here again, we can't go back to the Torah and say, you know, this is what a Sabbath day's journey is. That's a totally just a tradition that was developed that we don't travel beyond this amount on the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. We keep it to a Sabbath day's journey. So realizing the culture of the disciples that Yeshua lived in was actually a very Jewish culture. Mm-hmm. And when you understand that, you read the New Testament, then it, you're able to see it through that lens of, okay, well, that makes sense. They're, they're operating within a certain cultural, within certain cultural boundaries, within certain cultural context, and it helps to see better what's actually taking place. Mm -hmm. and, and bringing it, fast forwarding to our present time, there is so much going on in the world that is anti 
Bible, and and when you, when you get down to the root of it, it's anti, it's it's anti Messiah, right? It's anti Yeshua. Oh yeah. And part of that is trying to erase the Jewishness of the Messiah, that he he you know he kept the feast, mm-hmm. he he did all these things, you know he he was Jewish, he kept the Sabbath. We have record of that in the New Testament. And so when we you know when you speak to Christians and they have a a kind of a negative perspective on the feast or the Sabbath or anything that is maybe just looked at as being Jewish. What sometimes is underlying there is just an anti-Jewishness mm-hmm. and anti-Semitism. And I think we have to be aware of that and we have to understand that that's going to put us. Don't a, call them anti-Semitic though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just puts you in a, in a vulnerable place as far as even rightly interpreting the scriptures. Right. If you have that bias uh, and then Yeshua, you know, when you're looking at looking forward to where we're going, Yeshua says he's going to divide the sheep and the goats. Mm-hmm. He's going to, going to divide the nations between the mm-hmm. sheep and the goats. And he says, you know, there that even as you've done it to the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. Mm-hmm. And who are his brethren? You know, his flesh and blood brethren are the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. And we can see that this, this whole kind of storyline is going to crescendo to this place where Gentile peoples are going to be faced with, will I actually help my brothers and sisters? Mm-hmm. Will I actually, you know, th- will I help the Jewish people? Mm-hmm. And kind of like a Corey Timboom World War II situation, will I actually be willing to help my brothers and sisters, the brothers and sisters of Yeshua, the flesh and blood, will I be able to help them? And I believe it's going to be so important that we have a right understanding and a right perspective on them. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the whole, uh, what would Jesus do movement kind of a thing, you know, it's, uh, what did Jesus do? You know, and I think a lot of Christianity has a very, uh, different perspective. And quite honestly, I think a lot of Hebrew roots too, um, has a, a very different perspective on what Yeshua's life even looked like. He was, um, you know, Christianity might think he was this rebel who came in and broke all the laws and, and just did away with everything. You know, there's that kind of side of Jesus that's being presented. And then there's this, you know, this Hebrew roots version of like, well, he did the Torah, but he did it different than all the other people did the Torah because they all did it wrong. And, you know, he was a, you know, whatever. (laughs) It's just, and, you know, yes, he confronted the leadership in Israel at that time, which the Jewish people would tell you today was a very corrupt, uh, it was a very corrupt leadership that that was one of the lowest points in their history. Lowest points in Jewish history. Yes. A a terrible time. And so, um, you know, the fact that, that Yeshua was confronting these leaders, um, was a, a good and right thing, but, um, you know, he, he was Jewish. (laughs) He was, he was going to synagogue, you know, what he was wearing a tallit. Uh, he was doing these things that, that are Jewish that are, that have become so foreign to, to so much of, of believers in Messiah right now, who actually was Yeshua, you know, that he, they weren't, he wasn't part of some 
rogue tribe. You know, John the Baptist, you could make another, you know, you know, he was he was out there in the wilderness, you know, and he was, you know, he maybe had his own thing, you know, who knows? Maybe he did all the different Karite kind of things that that, you know, that everyone thinks. But, you know, Yeshua was he was part of the teachers in Israel. He was part of, you know, the Jewish people looked up to him. He gathered crowds. He was a part of Jewish life in Israel. And, you know, some rogue out there, you know, just, it's just, it would be a different story. (laughs) And so, yeah, he confronted, you know, the, that, the, the wickedness that was going on. The hypocrisy. Uh, the there hypocrisy. was a major hypocrisy going on. He confronted that. Yeah, he confronted that, but um, but he still walked within within the Jewish culture. He was a Jewish man, <laughs> and so you know, it's, I think it's something that we just we need to understand this because this is a foundational thing. And when you take out the foundation, the beginning, um, the uh, it it puts us in a very very shaky shaky place. In a lot of different respects. I mean, it, it puts us in a shaky place as far as interpreting the past, but then yeah. also understanding the future as well, yeah. right? I mean, even Yeshua, he's dead, resurrected, and he's in heaven. And John, the John, the apostle, right, he says, he's writing the book of Revelation. He's still identified as the lion of the tribe of Judah. Mm-hmm. You know, it, some people would argue, well, that was just the way he lived, you know, as a as a man. He was just in that, you know, in that place as a human you know, as a Jew, but then, you know, he's outside of that. No, even at the right hand of God, he's understood to be the lion of the tribe of Judah. Mm-hmm. So he's not lost that, that identity, mm-hmm. even at his exalted place at the right hand. Yeah. And so how important is it for us to understand that and to realize that he has a, an awesome plan yeah. for the Jewish people, for yeah. his flesh and blood brethren? Yeah. And I think, you know, I think it's, it's humbling maybe for us to, to, come to terms with it but like Yeshua's story is a Jewish story (laughs) like and it's in this whole story the whole biblical story is a Jewish story we get to be part of it and that is incredible and we should just be full of of thankfulness that God I mean it's just it's awesome that the nations get to be a part it's it's an incredible incredible thing but god forbid that we forget that this is a jewish story and this is a god who is revealing himself he's in the process of revealing himself to his people and um and we need to um we need to understand that we need to understand that that process and agree with it and love it yes because <laughs> it's a good story Yes, and along that line, Tally just reminded me of Paul. He addresses this. He says, he's when he's addressing the Romans, he says the ignorance of these things leads to arrogance. Yeah, and we and see pride. that. Yeah, we see this in church history that many leaders in the church, many movements were ignorant yeah. of God's plan for the Jewish people, the identity of the Jewish people, and that led to arrogance, which then led to horrible, know, horrible things. Yeah, pride. What they could, you could say is the. Mm-hmm. is the foundation or the the seed of all sins maybe yeah. but that arrogance that pride led to then just horrible things being done in the name of Christianity and so we're in a time where we can seek to understand not be ignorant yeah so that we can be humble and we can you know the opposite i guess would be you know let us be humble so 
or let, or let us understand so we can be humble and, yeah. and be thankful. Yeah. And that's the whole Psalm 117 message, right? Praise the Lord, all you nations for his loving kindness. And so that, that's to be our response. God, thank you for making me a part of this story. Mm-hmm. And thank you for grafting me in. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Do you have anything else, Tally, to add to that before we close out? Nope, it's good. It's a good story. I'm excited about it. All right. Well, thank you all for joining in. If you have any questions on this, you know, feel free to, to email us or leave us a message on the uh, online platforms. But uh, blessings to all of you. This is the voice of my beloved podcast where we believe that following and listening to the voice of the bridegroom king leads to the most abundant and joyful life.